driving toward the sunrise on I-70. Colorado in the rear view. Thank goodness it's Friday, because the weekend is better when it's filled with geocaching. Welcome to TGIF Geocaching Radio, a monthly audio show all about geocaching and the excellent adventures that await us. So stay tuned and let's hang out. Greetings! I am the Bruce Zero, aka Jeff, and coming up we've got adventures, news, music, a contest update, and more geocaching goodness. Well, I don't know about you, but this month hit like a ton of snow. Literally. So I live between three great lakes in Ontario, and everyone in our area north and south of the border were blasted by what we all know as the lake effect. It seems like Niagara and Buffalo got the brunt of it with somewhere between 1 to 2 meters in one weekend. Where I'm at, we got a decent amount of snow, but we also had cold, frigid gusts and blustery snowdrifts. And the winter's just getting started. The snow came before I got my winter tires on. Thankfully, my deja handled it like a pro. And good thing because there were a good number of events to attend this month. Do you have a regular event that you like to attend? Maybe weekly or monthly? I recently began a very simple, basic monthly morning coffee event nearby, Monday Motivation, and bright and early, or at least 8 a.m., before work begins. It's a great way to start the week and month, and interestingly, it's had a number of newer geocaches attend. It doesn't get oodles of people, of course, but it's a very relaxed way to wake up and geo-socialize with some stories and chatter. In the winter, even better, warming up to a nice, hot, steamy brew in your hands. Do a quick search in your area. If there are events like that that you could attend, I highly recommend making an appearance. And the community is just better when people get to casually know each other, I think. Out with the old and in with the new, Geocaching HQ has announced the theme for this year's New Year Souvenirs. In a blog post titled, Drop Your Anchor and Set Sail with Two New Souvenirs, You can earn the Drop Anchor 2022 souvenir by finding a geocache, attending an event, or completing an Adventure Lab location between December 24th and 31st. Likewise, in the new year, earn the Full Sail 2023 souvenir by doing the same between January 1st and 8th. These souvenirs you can see on your profile and are a great way to end the old year and start the new year on a great GeoNote. Yes, geocachers just need to add geo to any word, and suddenly it's a geocaching term. (laughs) Okay, let's recap from last month when I announced a brand new contest. I recently completed a large cache tour video series called The Lone Wolf Legacy on YouTube. And within each of those videos, except for one, there was a smiley face next to a single word. The first 50 people who find all of those words, string them together, and append it to the URL cashtheline.net slash the words will all receive a special bonus prize. That prize will be announced soon, but it's one that you'll love to have and add to a collection. Dot, dot, dot. Patrons have an idea. Project EGA is something I've been working on for a long time, and it's nearing completion. 
So, for complete details about how to enter the contest, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode listed in the description. So far, we have 11 successful winners out of 50. Will you be next? Watch the Lone Wolf Cash Tour series at cashtheline.net slash lonewolf. That's slash L-O-N-E-W-O-L-F. Back up in the hills where the dark secrets keep In a place called Forgotten Gulch where the signal will not reach Where latitude and longitude don't mean nothing at all Legend tells of a cache no man has laid hands upon Do you recognize that tune? No one knows who we have with us a musician you may have heard if you've attended some large geocaching events. Big welcome to Steve Weeks, a.k.a. The Travel Bugs. How's the weather? Hey, how's it going? It's great to be on, on your podcast. And uh, the weather here is cold. We, we're in Colorado. We've had, our, we've had our first couple of snows. We had a pretty big one the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was just saying uh, we have had or been hit by a huge amount of snow, the uh, lake effect over here in the Great Lakes. And it's just, it's insane. Some places have got a meter or two of snow and it's not December yet. I know. I heard about that. I heard about, I think uh, on the U.S. side, maybe Buffalo. Yes. Got creamed creamed by the the big lake effect storm that came through. Yeah, I think some photos have gone viral as well. (laughs) So... Introduce yourself. Uh, how long have you been caching? What's your caching name, uh, etc. Okay, uh, sure. So I'm, I'm Steve. Steve Weeks. Um, I've had two caching handles throughout my geocaching um, uh, career. Is <laughs> it a career time in <laughs> geocaching? Because um, initially it was my family. So we we geocached as a family, and we had a, a handle. It was just the Weeks, which is kind of a defunct handle now. And then, um, and we started, uh, you know, early in the early days of geocaching, 2001, 2002, maybe mm. I have to look because I think we planted a cache in 2002 or 2003. Mm. Um, and that was after we've been caching for a while. And then, um, when I decided to, you know, undertake this geocaching music experiment, uh, which was 2010, 2011, uh, I decided, you know, I want to have a different handle to kind of separate that. And so I created the travel bugs handle and it's so the underscore travel underscore bugs mm. is the handle. And that's the one. And, and for a while there was kind of geocaching under both, depending on whether it was with my family or not. And then I finally just moved over and all the geocaching I do is under the travel bugs. Mm. What made you come up with uh, travel bugs as the name? So that's kind of interesting because when I initially decided, hey, I want to do this, you know, come on. And, and I always thought I want to have a, a, a faked band. I want to have a pseudonym for a band. Um, I started looking at what web URLs were available, quite honestly. <laughs> and believe it or not, at the time, the geocachers was available. So I originally purchased that domain. And the idea was it, the band was going to be called the geocachers. And I thought, wow, that's great. How lucky could I get? And as I'm, it took me a while to make the album, probably almost a year, you know, of just gradually writing and recording songs. I kind of had sort of a change of heart and thought, that's just not very, it's not very interesting. It's not uh, clever. There's no, so then I thought, oh, what about the travel bugs? Because that's a great, it's one of my favorite concepts of geocaching is, you know, things that travel around trackables. And it just sounds more like a band. 
Uh, you know, <laughs> so so that's where I came up with with that. And I went and looked and uh, travelbugs.com was taken, I think some travel agency or something, but travel bugs music was not. So I uh, changed everything over and, and released it as the travel bugs. Yeah. Do you have any uh, confusion with other people? Cause travel bug is like a, a term for somebody who loves traveling. Uh, you know um, I don't personally have confusion with like travel agencies and stuff, but right now I do have a sort of a weird little thing going on where on YouTube, so YouTube picks up, you know, songs just through its algorithms, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't go load my songs, or whatever, but just because my songs, the, the Travel Bug songs are out there in the wild, YouTube picks up on them and provides a way for people to listen to them. There is a kids music group called Travel Bugs. <laughs> and if you, and originally when I looked at my YouTube channel, it, it assigned all of their videos to my group so when you looked at my channel originally it was like who are these people why are they out here and 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 it wasn't anything they did i think also their music was out in the wild my music was out in the wild and and youtube said well it must be this band (laughs) so yeah (laughs) (laughs) well how long have you actually been writing music i think you said that uh, about 2010 you started doing geocaching stuff Uh, i had always done music i'm one of those people that just love music ever since i was a little kid Um, I, in terms of, I always just had a bent towards songwriting. Um, even when I was very young, you know, I was the kid plunking away at the piano would come up with something, you know, um, I started recording music, uh, probably in my, uh, high school, college years with some friends, we had, uh, a recording project that was more social, just an opportunity for us to get together and write goofy little tunes. So that was when I started then in early 2000s like 2002 you know years later i have little kids i started writing and recording family children's music uh as a part as for their curriculum a curriculum that they were in Mm -hmm. and it was right when satellite radio was on the rise and was looking for material i was kind of in the right place at the right time and that i i kind of like i say i was in the right place at the right time and had some success there national success Mm -hmm. and so for six years or so, I was producing albums of family music and mm. starting to play around a little bit, uh, perform and, 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 you know, actually starting to say, Hey, you know, maybe this could be a little more than a hobby. I still, you know, have mm. uh, a day job or whatever. Um, and then in 2010, I was kind of between kids music albums <laughs> and needed a music project. And, and I thought, man, this would be really fun because, uh, geocaching is not a genre. It's mm-hmm. it's more about the audience. So mm-hmm. you can kind of do whatever you want to. If you want to do a country song, do a country song. If you want to mm-hmm. do a rock song or a blues song or reggae, you can do anything you want to because it's really more about the audience than yeah. it is about the genre, yeah. which is really kind of liberating as a yeah. songwriter. Like, I've got to, I really want to do a reggae song. How about it? You know? <laughs> reggae geocaching. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of a, an untapped community of people there isn't really you don't think of like music and geocaching together yeah you you don't but what i'm finding and i'm sure you found this too i mean i would say well you don't think of uh having a radio program a podcast and geocaching together Mm. but you've got a lot of people in the geocaching community that have creative skills or Mm. or more more creative desire i guess yeah and they and they like geocaching they're passionate about geocaching Mm. they have this thing they want to do whether it's writing a book making a movie podcast, Mm. you know, music. Um, 
and they want to apply those skills to this pastime that they love. And so it is a weird little mashup, but for mm -hmm. me, it kind of made perfect sense. I was like, mm -hmm. this is, this is a really good way for me to, you know, make some music and, and have some fun with it. And, and the unexpected part was the people I met and, yeah. and the opportunities it led to in that manner, you know? Yeah. It's such a versatile hobby. <laughs> is there a song, a geocaching song that you think is uh, the most popular that people know you most by? Um, you know, I think it's hard to say because it is such a niche, you know, but I do think a lot of people responded well to, um, to whom it may concern, which was from the, the album found it. To whom it may concern. My name is on guy. I raise a few and it, and it, and I think they responded because it's, it's, it's funny and they, and it kind of, it's geocachers are really good at sort of being self-effacing. They, 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 they acknowledge, we, we know we're overly passionate about this thing that, you know, other people are probably looking kind of sideways at. And I think it, to them, it's an acknowledgement of, yeah, okay, here's what, how funny it would look from the outside of a bunch of people in a field wandering around, like what's going on over there. So, mm -hmm. so people responded, I think that was the most popular one, I think. Um, and there was a video that went along with that as well, I think, which helped, helped. Mm. So tell us about, uh, the travel bugs and Bugsy travels and maybe any other geocaching musicians, maybe you've played along with or, or partnered with in covers or shows. Sure. Um, so first of all, the travel bugs is a performing group. It's very, very, very seldom that I get to perform as the travel bugs. There just aren't a ton of opportunities. I tour a lot as a musician, uh, but more as either a singer songwriter or that family music side that I was talking about is really the lion's share of, of the traveling that I do in performing. Um, but I have performed uh, at geocaching events. Sometimes I'm a solo act, just myself. And usually I'll do acoustic versions on my mm. uh, guitar. Um, the two times that I've played as a full band, as you mentioned, there's a group in Belgium called Bugsy Travels and the Ammo Boxes. Um, their take on geocaching music is slightly different. I write original songs about geocaching. Mm. They take existing popular songs, well-known songs, and they uh, parody them by changing the lyrics to be about mm. geocaching. So uh, they have filled in as my backup band on two occasions, uh, three really, I guess, if, you, if in Manchester we did two shows. Mm. And then I have also played with them at the geocaching headquarter event I was an ammo box for a day. <laughs> that was a great concert. That was really fun. Oh, there, it was, that was a, a ton <laughs> of fun. Um, you, you had asked about other geocaching music. You know, I don't know of any other except what, in the early days when I was first doing geocaching music, there was a, a guy out of Germany and he was Dosenfischer. And I think he had a podcast that was very popular. And I, if, if I'm not mistaken, Dosenfischer is German for like a, a, someone who fishes for Tupperware. Like mm -hmm. that's what it means. It's like a Tupper, Tupperware fisher or something. Mm -hmm. I, I could mm -hmm. be wrong about that. But so, and he did an album. He might've done two albums. They were in German, I believe. So it was specifically to a German audience. And I uh, communicated with him and even almost, I came very close to collaborating with him on a song, but he, um, I think he eventually stopped doing the geocaching music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, not a lot of us around. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Do you have maybe a favorite song that you've made, like one that uh, that you loved creating or you just loved, even if it wasn't the most popular song, just your favorite yeah. song? Well, 
one of them that I really enjoyed was the Lost Cache of Forgotten Gulch because it has this sort of dark blue. And I'm, I'm a bluegrass guy yeah. uh, by nature, and it allowed me to like play the banjo. <laughs> the numbers started spinning and the wind began to moan. He looked down at the encrypted words he held there in his hand. He said, I'll never give up and I won't decrypt that hint. The, the funny thing is, is I'm not trying to sidestep the question. The difficulty in answering that is, like I say, because it's not genre specific. Every song I did, there's like a reason I did it. I got a lot of personal satisfaction out of doing all of them. You know, when I put out The Worst Casher, which is like a Celtic song, that was like, I really want to do this sort of like Irish drinking song that all the geocachers can raise their glass together to. Raise your glass to Daniel Neville Blomkamp on the third. He's the worst cashier to have ever walked this earth. Twenty years he searched, but a cash he's not found. He cannot find his own behind when he is sitting down. You know, and, and most recently the Kickstarter campaign with its mega. That was, again, that was the one where I really got to collaborate with other geocachers like, like yourself and and other other backers to say hey, let's go along on this songwriting process and kind of bring everybody into the fold. So that experience was truly unique for me. Let's put a pin in that thought and come back to it right after this. It is time for the Patron Adventurer of the Month. Cash the Line is supported by a band of excellent adventurers through Patreon who graciously pitch in and help the channel continue to grow and improve. And for this show, our Patron Adventurer of the Month is Nunavut Teity. Paul is our longest-standing patron who started supporting over four years ago. On a trip eastward, he stopped by during my lone wolf road trip, and we crossed paths, having a wonderful in-person chat along with Cash Canada, who'd also made the trek to Jimmy's Castle virtual. Thank you to Paul for your long-standing support of Cash the Line. You can help support Cash the Line and unlock bonus content and swag, including participating in Project EGA, by visiting patreon.com slash Cash the line. Patreon.com slash cash the line. Your support is appreciated. You know, this is one of the reasons why, oh, I love challenge caches. <laughs> My feet are stuck in mud right now. Oh, this was supposed to be a paddle cache, but I decided to go for a little wade down the river. And I was like, oh, it looks pretty deep, but paddle waders can handle it. Only problem is these are cheap waders <laughs> and are not very good for a rocky base. Oh, that was a close one, <laughs> but I'm working on a challenge and I really need this DT, this difficulty terrain combination towards qualifying. And the next one is really, really, really far away. So I pulled up and I'm like, should I go for this? Should I, should I use the waders and dive right in? <laughs> and I just said, let's do this. And now I'm in the middle of a beautiful stream. It could be done by kayak, but what a way to spend an afternoon. This is why I love challenge caches. It gets you to push your limit just a little bit 
and do things that you might otherwise just pass up, maybe entirely or for another day. Well, I found this cache and that's one less for the challenge. Sweet, another smiley on the map. Oh, listen to this stream. On the morning of November 12th, geocachers came to the rescue. According to ledolphine.com in France, hikers who were geocaching and out to find GC38R4P, a high-terrain extreme geocache not for the claustrophobic, requiring spelunking into an old abandoned mine, found a missing person, a 45-year-old mother of two who had been missing for five days. They'd entered the mine and found the geocache, but also found the woman unconscious. They called firefighters who dispatched a rescue team who managed to evacuate her and ultimately save her life. Amazing news from a group of geocachers and heroes that day, Kiku43 and Miss LN. Do you have a story of a rescue or discovery thanks to geocachers who are in the right place at the right time? Send an email to tgif at cashtheline.net, tgif at cashtheline.net, or phone one in and leave an audio message at cashtheline.net slash POI. Let's get back to our chat now with Steve as he talks about his latest releases and funding his newest song with the help of the community on Kickstarter. It was really, really interesting to me to be able to say, let me take a breath and share with you where I'm at. And then some people would write with questions and want to know a little bit more. And that was very, 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 very rewarding. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that project, about It's Mega and uh, the fact that it was crowdfunded. Like, What was your experience trying to create this new song using this new platform. Yeah, that. so I had tried Kickstarter once before years ago to try and do an entire album. And I think I overreached. Like I added up and said, what would I need to do like an album worth, another album worth of music? And it was just a little too much. Uh, so that one wasn't successful. So this was my first successful crowdfunding campaign. And, and in this one, I, I always had the idea in my head of, wouldn't it be cool if there was a song called It's Mega? And I wasn't even thinking about a, a crowdsource song. I was like, that would be a really just, you know, to celebrate when, a, when, when an event becomes a mega. Mm -hmm. um, but then all of a sudden I, was, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, maybe this would be a really good way to recognize some other geocachers and have, um, and, you know, just to, like I say, honor and recognize people's contributions to the geocaching uh, sport pastime. And so I, I, I decided, you know, it, it can't hurt. The nice thing about uh, like crowdsourcing with a platform like that is there's, uh, there's, there's almost no risk other than loss of time because it's sort of mm -hmm. a vote of confidence. You put it yeah. out there and say, hey, I'm willing to do this. Do you guys want me to do it or not? And mm -hmm. if, if people would have come back and said, no, thank you, then it doesn't happen. You know, there's no, no, nothing lost. But it was uh, well received. People got excited about it. And it got funded and and the whole journey was really, really exciting. It was it was it was a very unique songwriting mm -hmm. experience for me because it's not often that I'm ha I'm updating people mm -hmm. like, OK, here's how we wrote the lyrics. Yeah. What do you think? Here's the music I'm thinking about. What do you think? Yeah. And, and every step of the way you give backers the opportunity to see behind the scenes 
And the other aspect that I think is really great about that was that uh, you provided uh, backers the opportunity to participate in the oh, song. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, and that's, that was really unique from an engineering standpoint because <laughs> I was getting um, audio files in, in different formats that were recorded on different microphones in different spaces. Some, you know, and, mm. and trying to make it all sound like everyone's in the same room and mixing that down, but it really gave it a big, um, uh, a, a party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And that was what I really wanted to capture was I want this song to sound like a party. Yeah. And this song is not released yet. When is it right. coming out? When can people find it and listen to it? So the release date is December 1st. Um, I believe, I mean, it's all queued up. I believe that on December 1st, you'll be able to find it in all the normal places like Spotify and Pandora and YouTube. I, sometimes things take a little while to get out, but I will certainly uh, make an announcement on my Facebook page and web page uh, wherever mm-hmm. it hits first so that people who want to hear it on that day can can, can go find it. Yeah. You know? And maybe one of these days in the future at another big mega or gig event, you'll hear people singing the song in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Do you think you would fund another song in the future the same way? I would because it was um, really, really enjoyable. And, and like I say, it's, it's sort of a vote of confidence. Like, so it's a way of knowing up front, I'm doing something that people want and will appreciate, you know, instead of just, I'm going to go write this song and, and see if it throws the spaghetti on the wall and see if it sticks. It's sort of a, it's a unique experience to say, yeah. And also I did really love the aspect of getting feedback mm-hmm. and, and bringing people along. It, it, it changed the song. It really uh, sort of guided the direction of the song. Cause I'm, you know, saying, okay, I need to have an update with this thing. So here's what I'm going to do. And, and, you know, I think, I don't know if you were watching the videos, there were some, happy mistakes in there that ended up getting left in because it's like, wow, that, you know, that, that was something I was just doing because I wanted to show on the update, like this would be kind of fun. And like, I think I'm going to leave that in. That's a, mm. that's a, or, you know, doing the video, I would kind of ham it up a little bit. And then I was like, you know, I like the way that I sang that, even though I'm kind of being a caricature, it kind of fits the song. So I'm mm. going to go with that. So uh, I, I would most certainly do it. The big thing is I, w- I, I need to really sit down and noodle over a good idea yeah. because the other part that I enjoyed about it was that it kind of gave back a little bit. Yeah. Like it's one thing to say, Hey, can you guys fund me to write another song? Cause I want to write another song, but it's, I liked the aspect of, Hey, you're funding me, but what I'm also doing is I'm putting you in the song. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm recognizing the, the backers as well. That, yeah. that was rewarding for me as well. Yeah. There's like a level of co-ownership in a way for the yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. And I hope when the rackers hear it, they do feel a little bit of ownership in it. You know? <laughs> There's also another song that you just recently launched. It has a video as well. Can you tell us a bit about that one? Oh, you're, so you're talking about Mingo Bound. <laughs> yeah. So um, Hans, who is the drummer for Bugsy Travels and the Ammo Boxes, which we mentioned, the Belgian band. And I've become fast friends with them. We played, um, on a very short side note, we got introduced together. We got hooked up together for the GeoCoin Fest uh, 2019 in Manchester, England. Hmm. We were literally just put together by the organizers and said, you know, hey, will you guys back this guy up? And, you know, they said yes. We kind of sent each other audio files, practiced online, and, and met in Manchester, shook hands, and First time we ever met, then we played together. And then we've, <laughs> we were just kind of birds of a feather. So we've become good friends. Mm. Um, so Hans, who was coming over for the Seattle headquarters party, 
uh, he was, they had never been to the United States and, and he, so he took a little more time. He didn't just come over for the event. He came over for a couple of weeks and traveled around a bit. And he, he and his wife are very, very, very avid, um, geocachers. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to come to Colorado. And so we said, yeah, come stay with us, you know, and, and we'll show you around. And the funny thing is, is we get here and I've got everything planned. Like I've, I've I'm like, <laughs> okay, I've researched what all everybody's favorite caches are in the area. I'm trying to remember the ones that I liked. This one has a beautiful waterfall. People love this one. This one's a great mm-hmm. puzzle. And we're going to go west. We're going to go into these beautiful mountains. You're going to love Colorado. And we get here and he's like, oh, no, Steve, we're going east. <laughs> and I'm like, east? No one goes east. No one goes Colorado. No goes east. He wanted, of course, anyone who who knows the area probably knows what I'm talking about is, is the Mingo cache. Mingo. The, old, the Mingo, the oldest existing, uh, still existing cache is, mm-hmm. um, is out. It's about three and a half hours from us out on the prairie. <laughs> Um, just you can't pass old. up that opportunity. I know. Well, that's what he said. And, and <laughs> so, and I'm like, all right, I will do this. But I drive out there all the time on my way touring because I go mm-hmm. back east to, to tour in Oklahoma and, you know, places like that. And um, I, well, I, I've played once at the Mingo Madness event. Mm-hmm. I just a solo act. So, but at any rate, I'm like, okay, I get it. You want to go. But if we're going to do this, we're going to, we're going to make a project out of it. If I'm going to drive you three and a half hours out the prairie and back for this one cache, we're going to take music instruments and we're going to do a, a video. And so I wrote a song called Mingo Bound and it, I wanted it to sound a little bit like those old, um, back, you know, back in the seventies, there was the old, what they call trucker music, you know, mm. convoy and all. I wanted it to have that sort of road trippy type yeah. sound, yeah. Uh, you know, pedal to the floor and all that sort of stuff. So I wrote a song about uh, going to Mingo. It's called Mingo Bound, and it really is just about taking a road trip to go see the Mingo Cash. Yeah. We drove out. Hans and Inga, his wife, took videos while I'm driving on the phones. We just took lots of video as we were driving. And then when we got to the cash site, we actually set up a small dr- wooden drum set. I got my guitar out, and we, and we played the song. Yeah. and video that as well that's and awesome. turn the whole thing into a, a nice little nice little video so yeah it's a perfect video to make a music video at mingo singing about mingo yeah <laughs> and there was a truck driver who pulled over i'm sure he was about to call like homeland security or something <laughs> because we're out there unloading all this equipment and he's just looking at us you know what is going on down there strumming right away now? in the middle of nowhere <laughs> at the corner of a fence line <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So do you have any uh, upcoming events or anywhere that people can meet you or see you or how can people find and follow you? Uh, you know, I don't have any um, performances as the Travel Bugs. I'm, I'm just now starting to book my summer for other performances and I'll be around the country. I, I, I've been reaching out to some interesting places to um, see if there's geocaching organizations there that have events big enough that would merit music. Um, so I'm always interested in that. Sometimes people contact me, but oftentimes, you know, there's just not an, it's the event's not big enough and just doesn't have the resources to, to host a, a music event. Um, but online you can find me at travelbugsmusic.com. And from there, there's links to, you know, the Facebook page. I have a Facebook page where I post things, mm-hmm. uh, whenever there's something new. 
Um, and also I think there's links there to the YouTube channel and stuff like that, but primarily the Facebook pages where there's new information, mm. the travelbugsmusic.com is where there's all the information, mm -hmm. like all the backstory of me and Bugsy and the, uh, Bugsy travels and, yeah. and how to book and how to find the music and, and the lyrics and things like that. Mm. Um, it's all, it's all at yeah. travelbugsmusic.com. Are uh, all of your songs available for listening online, or do people they are, buy they your are. albums? They're all from the out website? there on. They're all out there, I believe, uh, on you know YouTube and I forget. You know, it keeps. It seems like it keeps changing, but Spotify, YouTube, all those streaming services, they're all out there. Um, you know, I still have CDs for those people. Who <laughs> still have a CD player. What's I still a have box of the CDs? <laughs> I know exactly. I do. So, and in fact, I made. Um, a lot of the CDs, about 50 of them, I think I made them trackable. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. so, you know, just because I, because really people don't have CD players anymore. And so by making them trackable, it kind of adds a little bit. Gives a little extra it. value as well. It's like if they go yeah. missing and somebody finds it, it's it's a rare copy. It's that TB code. There's only there one in go. existence. <laughs> there you go. So there, there are, but yes, it's available for streaming in, yeah. all, in all the um, usual places. There's one song that's not out there anywhere except on Travel Bugs Music, but it's freely available called Fiona Finds an Earth Cache. Who's that coming up the trail below? Mapping her hand at picture and her soul. And that was a song that a lady back when I was trying to get to Manchester, I was trying to raise funds to make it easier and cheaper for the event. So mm. I told them I'll do a bunch of fundraising and whatever money I raise, I will, I will knock off the cost of me getting over there. So mm. um, this lady in Scotland, her caching handle is Miss Scott Hogg. She loves earth caching and had found, I think, eight or 900 at the time of, of this. She, she commissioned me to write a song about earth caching. And, um, and when I finished, I said, hey, this is your song, right? You can do with it or whatever you want to with it. And she said, I would like for you to make it freely available to people. Mm. And so it's on the website. You can go there and just listen to that one mm. directly off the Travel Bugs Music website. That's good. Because then, yeah, anybody on the road trips, highly recommended. You can create a playlist of all these geocaching songs of the travel bugs. And <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, you know, I, I'll give a little plug for Bugsy Travels, too, because their their music's fun. They're different things because, you know, mine is more, like I say, original tunes about geocaching. There's a little bit of humor and some of it's just celebrating things about geocaching. Bugsy Travels is going to be songs that you know. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, you know, David Bowie's Space Odyssey, you know, or, or a song that you know really well, but the lyrics will just be different. Yeah. If you were at HQ's celebration and you were there for the concert, you know that uh, there are fun songs to listen to. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Steve, uh, on this podcast, and we can't wait for the new song launch. You might be listening after December 1st, but if you're listening before December 1st, Watch for December 1st. <laughs> Where will you be releasing the new song? Um, you know, I will announce it on Facebook and I'll certainly put it on uh, travelbugsmusic.com as well. Where it will be is, you know, I send it to a distributor and it goes all the places. Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It, it's <laughs> whatever Worldwide you use. release. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wherever you listen to your music, it's probably going to eventually hit it. It just kind of gets out there. So I don't know. A lot of people use Pandora, Spotify. Some people listen to music on YouTube. Mm -hmm. 
TikTok. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever places that you can listen to music, it'll, it'll be out there. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. If you feel so inclined, I'd encourage you to support the Travel Bugs by buying an album. Set it to play for those geocaching road trips to really <clears throat> get in the geo mood. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Coming up in December, I've got a special audio 12 Days of Geo Vlogmas series in the works for this year. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have any stories or accomplishments or rants or raves to share, send it over to tgif at cashtheline.net or leave an audio message at cashtheline.net slash POI. Please remember to give this show a thumbs up or a positive review. Thank you to all the patrons who support Cash the Line. If you'd like to join the Band of Excellent Adventurers, please find us on Patreon or by visiting cashtheline.net slash Patreon. You can support Cash the Line and get bonus swag and access to exclusive content for as little as a cup of coffee per month or with a discount per year. See you next month with more exploration into the world of excellent geocaching adventures. Please subscribe, follow, share with your friends, and comment where you're able. And as always, happy caching and excellent adventuring. Yeah.